0: All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special edition of the M&M Podcast. Um, I'm joined here today by MMM's and Editor-in-Chief, Steve Madden, mm and ms Executive Editor, Mark Iskowitz, and mm and ms Art Director, Sean Ayling. And we have the exclusive first preview of the mm and Agency 100, which will be uh, live on all of our digital platforms come Monday at about 5 a.m. Eastern Time. Um, We'll also be debuting, for the first time, the cover of this year's issue, which has a pretty cool theme, and we think uh, everybody will be pretty into it. Before we get started, though, one or two small housekeeping things. We have our next virtual event, M&M Convene Crisis Control. That will be on June 25th. Please go to any of our digital platforms to get more details on that and participate. It's going to be a good one. So, yeah, hey, welcome, everybody. I think we're going to hey, go to Mark. We got Steve, Mark, Dashon. We're we're going to tell you a little bit about the conditions under which this issue was put together. Um you know, usually we have you know a lot of us looking at pages that are, you know, something you can hold, something that are actually in print. This year it was 100% virtual. I believe every interview, every our exchange, every correction, everything was done virtually. Um, it was quite a project, especially with a 200 plus page print edition. And uh, we're pretty proud you're we able to pull it off. So um, let's throw it to everybody and get sort of the impressions of the workflow, how it worked and um, how it almost didn't
1: work too. Uh, Mark, what do you think? Yeah, thanks, Larry. Um, you know, for the first you know test of all of us working remotely, uh, you know, we couldn't have picked a, a steeper challenge than putting together this issue, uh, which you know, under Steve's leadership, we we brought forward by a month. So, not only were we all working virtually, but we were working on a slightly different timeline, um, which we felt needed to be brought forward. Of course, you know, to align better with the release of uh, agencies, you know, financials, you know, for the first quarter. And, um, you know, um, everybody I thought responded, you know, beautifully, you know, in terms of, um, you know. Uh, being responsive, uh, online or, you know, however we, you know, chose to chat or Slack, you know, G chat, um, brick and mortar phone calls, you know, the whole bit. And, uh, I think we all, yeah yeah. know, telegrams, (laughs) (laughs) telegram smoke signals, as I always say, um, you know, so we all became better communicators, you know, as, as a result. Um, and, uh, you know, I, uh, um, you know, I was impressed with, with how, you know, you, you know, were, you know, really, um, put your nose to the grindstone and, uh, not only orchestrated, you know, all the freelancers and all of us, you know, keep, keeping me in line is never easy. Uh, but you got it all, you know, organized and it was, it was a joy, you know, to work together on this, uh, the way we did. Yeah. Great job. Hey, Sean, man. how did... Yeah, uh,
0: you know, listen, a lot of people uh, had their hands in this one. Um, you know, our, we're not we're not joined today by our production manager, Kevin Zitzman, who was the uh, he was the coordination person for everything. So we want to make sure we give him a call out as well. Hey, Sean, from your side, um, you know, being asked to make this thing look as good as it always does from afar, uh, how challenging was that compared with past years?
2: Well, I think it was interesting this year because uh, we came up with concepts, you know, which we'll see in a little, a little while. Um, probably back in November of last year, uh, maybe even earlier. Um, so, you know, we had a heads up, um, as far as the direction we were going to go. Um, but really, I mean, we started a few months ago with the layouts. Um, you mentioned Kevin, um, he really directed this thing, you know, beautifully because, uh, we, we went from layout and Kevin. Um, and I think the interesting thing this year is we had people join the team, uh, that never were actually in the office, but they, a large part in this as well, uh, Lisa Gill especially. Um, so they went to Kevin, um, they handled them, you know, all the way. La- I mean, we're, we're talking about 100 profiles, um, edited them down and handed them off to Steve. And, um, I think it really went great. Um, you wouldn't even know that there was a hitch uh, being remote, so it was really great. I mean, a great experience. And, um, this is our third issue being remote, so I think we have it down now. So,
1: <laughs>
0: Hey Steve, last year when we were doing the agency issue, you were um, on a plane flight uh, to a uh, to Cannes, and then I believe you were sick for half of it while you were reading over the profiles and everything else. Uh, how was your experience different this time out? Uh, this is a
3: completely different experience. Last year, uh, you know, Haymarket, which owns mm is based in uh, London, and so I was going to Cannes, and so I stopped at the, our London offices. So I was reading pages for this issue. Um, on, on flights over the Atlantic a train under the British channel, um, a plane from, uh, and then, a and then a plane to camp. So it, it just, uh, it was such a different experience. I just read everything from one place. I said, there's this one spot on my couch, um, <laughs> where, where it's the same spot where I, I watch TV. So, you know, I'm spending like 18 hours a day in this place on the couch, but, um, the difference is that things came through in bigger batches this year, so it was easier. You know, I don't want to get too inside baseball about how we actually produce this thing, but it's worth noting that it's the agency issue is like four, four and a half times bigger than a typical issue of MM&M, and we produce it in the same time frame. So it's a logistical, a big logistical problem um, to, to, to tackle. And you know, you and Kevin um, and the teams that you work with. Did such a good job of being organized that um, that it it wasn't uh, it wasn't as much of a grind this year. I think um, w- what also helped is is one of the conceits that we put in place this year. We really wanted this issue. This this issue presents an, an enormous opportunity for agencies to differentiate themselves from their competition, so that they can say, you know, this is what makes us unique. So that it actually makes the issue a more useful tool for people who are seeking agencies to help them with their marketing efforts. So we actually, we did two things, right? We went to uh, the agencies and said, tell us specifically, and you know, 50 words or less, not even 50 words, I think there's 25 words or less.
0: 25, 25.
3: Yeah, yeah. What makes you different from everybody else? And that's a big pull quote element on the page, which I think really helps. The second thing we did which I think is what makes this this particular agency 100 issue so cool, is um, we gave every agency represented the opportunity to design an album cover that reflected their agency. Right. So, in other words, you know, if Razorfish Health were uh, an album or a musical group, what would your album look like? Um, so, in in the case of the example of Razorfish, it turns out to look a lot like. Joe Jackson's look sharp. Um but uh that really made the agency issue look cool and it really helped differentiate things. I think it also made Sean's life a lot easier um, because the agencies <laughs> one less were, art were, were, on were, our yeah, side. Yeah, <laughs> the agencies were creating creating art for us. So, um mm-hmm. it's cool and I I can't wait for Sean to unveil it here.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think do um, well, I think by all the agencies. I mean, we pretty much got an album cover from everyone. So, uh it was really great to see everyone get involved like that so.
0: you know it, it's strange when we came up with the idea of it you know we figured all right you know these are creative companies they like to express themselves it's what they do but then amid everything else that was going on we were kind of curious you know how many people were really going to take us up on it the great majority did um the enthusiasm with which they atta- they attacked the task was really cool you know i mean everybody was working from afar everybody was dealing with kids flying in dogs flying in and you know 72 zoom calls a day and yet these beautiful concise little images came our way you know in a first in a little trickle and then in a steady flow and it was really cool to see um but yeah the what's to your point steve about trying to get everybody to contribute to you know what makes you different what distinguishes you you know we had this 25 words and less blurb and what was kind of cool was that i mean yeah one or two companies maybe they didn't embrace it the way we envisioned it but there are a couple entries that made us laugh there are a couple entries that made us perceive the company a little bit differently and hey that's kind of why we do this issue the idea that we are able to provide a roadmap that's not available anywhere else and you know bring a little editorial rigor to it and along those lines so um So yeah, how about this? Why don't we unveil the cover first, and then we'll talk a little bit about some of the larger trends that we've uncovered over these last couple months putting it together. Sean, you want to do the honors? Sure.
3: Sure. it up. So if you are of a certain age, uh, actually, with the resurgence of vinyl, there's sort of a a curve in the ages uh, of the people to whom this is relevant. Um, I I don't need to tell you how old I am. You can figure that out. But um, the, uh, this is what music looked like when I was a kid. Um, you get your, your album covers, this, mine were never uh, this well organized. Mine were always in a milk crate that I had stolen from somewhere and uh, just <laughs> dropped them in. So I couldn't see them like this. But um, what you see is uh, the names of all of the agencies represented in the Agency 100 are on the spines of these albums. Last year, the design we used for the cover was a periodic table of the elements. Um, this year was uh this year was album covers, and uh, carries throughout the issue I think it 's pretty cool sean Sean did a great job with this thank you yeah Sean um, tell,
0: tell us a little bit well, about the challenges of getting it so that the album covers are incredibly legible even though they 're on the
2: spines of records, and there are you know a hundred of them a
0: hundred of them to go
2: well that, that only it only took about twenty tweets to get that but um you know we're gonna be <laughs> mad I think you know you're dealing with a hundred agency name, um, you know, the challenge was real estate. And, um, you know, we're dealing with a vertical cover to fit 100 albums on there um, was a the challenge. So, um, Libby Zerlini, who's the art director, who I work along with, she had the idea of creating a double, like a spread cover, one that folds out. So, what we're looking at here is, is the folded cover. Um, it shows approximately half of the agency. Um, this is actually the full cover when you unfold it. Um, this is exciting. This is something we didn't, I don't think we've done in the past. Um, we've done this for some of our other issues, but this being the biggest issue of the year, I think it made total sense and it gave us a lot more real estate. Than that I know so, um, and they are legible, like you mentioned So, um, it was really, you know, it all worked out, you know, as we intended from the start. Yeah.
0: I mean that's the thing when, you know, when Steve, when you came up with the idea and Sean, you started tweaking it, you know, we thought it was going to be cool. I don't think any of us thought it was going to be this cool. Um, you know, I thought it was going to, you know, maybe be a little less involved, but, my God, this is this is what a collection looked like back in you know 1982 or whenever it was that we were collecting these things, and it's a it's a terrific visual uh, to lead into everything that's inside.
2: Absolutely,
0: absolutely. So yeah, Mark. To that end, um, you know, you wrote the larger overview piece um, about some of the questionnaire um, data that we received back. Um, what what were some of the things that jumped out at you, especially you know vis-a-vis uh, years past when you wrote the same story?
1: Yeah, great question, Larry. So um, three things really uh, from a big picture point of view that, I, that I've that mentioned. Um, first of all, was that, uh, you know, the performance. Uh, all of the top 100 kind of um, entered 2020 on the back of double digit um, revenue gains. Uh, they all reported uh, what amounted to a 16% increase in revenue uh, from 2018 to 2019. So they had quite a bit of momentum uh, coming into 2020. And then, boom, you know, this unforeseen uh, COVID crisis hits. And, uh, you know, other airline, other industries like airlines um, and so on and so forth, restaurants, uh, the hospitality industries, all, you know, took a major hit. And, uh, you know, we, we had heard, you know, rumblings, murmurs uh, that um, health was not being impacted in quite the same fashion. And so we sent out our uh, traditional agency questionnaire, which just happened to be really good timing. We sent it out January 29th. Um, uh Larry, thanks thanks to your um, zeal, you know, in getting that out, uh, which was about a, a week after the first case of COVID hit on American shores. And uh, what they told us was really interesting was basically that the, they carried the momentum forward into 2020. And uh, the vast majority of agencies said that their Q1 business uh, was up uh, in some cases um, very dramatically uh, from, from the same period last year. And um, so, you know, we delved a little bit more deeply into that. You know, every year we ask the heads of health, the CEOs of the agency networks, um, not to mention, you know, doing 100 interviews, you know, with all of the separate agencies. And, um, you know, basically they told us that one of the reasons for that um, is that revenue really is, is kind of there have been reductions in some areas. Obviously, it's no secret that the sales forces have been grounded and medical conferences have been ground to a halt which are traditionally the largest line items uh in most pharma companies marketing budgets but those revenues uh re- revenue areas kind of changed shape if you will into virtual um and everybody was kind of scrambling to convey you know really crucial updates uh on medical information in a virtual way you know whether that was through Zoom um or electronic details uh, or, or any other uh, variety of, uh, of for- forms and so, um, you know, obviously, there's there's always a certain amount of bluster, you know, in what, you know, we hear from the agencies. Uh, but um, this seemed to really kind of um, validate, uh, if you will, some of the, you know, what some of the agency chiefs were saying in the media. Like we heard some of the big network chiefs saying that that health was a bright spot. So this kind of validated that. Uh, and thirdly, you know, as I said, we always ask the agency uh, head honchos, you know, to um, pontificate, you know, and uh, we had a feeling, oops, excuse me, uh, that this year um, was going to be, you know, they were going to say something really interesting. And it was just fascinating uh, to see them all um, really reimagine uh, what a post-COVID landscape uh, could look like. Um, and, um, you know, so basically, you know, they kind of said that the digital uh, playbook is going to change going forward. Um, it's going to feature, uh, you know, the commercialization playbook. It's going to feature, obviously, a heavy, heavier reliance on digital uh, and a rethinking of non-personal promotion to be more personal, if you will. Um, And they basically uh, urged uh, everybody, you know, in the agency world to really uh, understand how the front end of healthcare, uh, healthcare service is changing, you know, in terms of how telemedicine is going to play a bigger role in healthcare going forward. And it's really all of our roles and all the roles of agencies whose job it is to support all stakeholders, patients, physicians, et cetera, in this new healthcare world to understand how they can support them You know, when digital and remote and virtual care are going to play a, b- a bigger role. So that's all in, in the issue that's going to drop on, on Monday. And uh, I think it's, it's a fantastic read. Mm-hmm. To, to one of your points, Mark, about some of the bluster Um,
0: I think we saw a little bit of that, you know, I wrote a bunch of the profiles, you wrote a bunch of the profiles, but I think we saw a little bit of the bluster in the whole, well, you know, yeah, you know, it's been seamless, you know, we're busy, we're doing that. And, you know, certainly, hopefully that was the case. But I think along with that bluster was a case of, you know, this can ultimately, I mean, this is not a good thing. Let's not be, you know, let's not make any mistake about that, but this can ultimately be a good thing for the industry in that it accelerated a bunch of trends, which, Frankly, agencies were trying to nudge along a lot of what you said about better and smarter use of digital and not relying on, you know, what worked, you know, five cycles ago, ten cycles ago. Um, Mark, did you sense that degree of almost this is good because, you know, we've been impatient and well, now our hands have been forced? I mean, was that almost like a very low down benefit of everything we've seen over the last couple of months?
1: Well, you know, um, you know, everybody has kind of been coming back to that phrase uh, that, um, you know, a crisis obviously um, is uh, an opportunity sometimes to um, implement change uh, that uh, had some, in some areas where change had seemed kind of uh, a far, far, far reaching thing to achieve in the past. Um, And digital transformation was one of those areas. It's just been so hard to turn the ship around, so to speak, when you're dealing with these big multinational corporations like, like biopharma companies. Uh, and there was a, a funny meme that was going around and kind of we referenced it in, in the piece, uh, you know, where it said, you know, who's been most responsible for your digital transformation? And it was phrased like a multiple choice question. A, the CEO, B, the CTO, or C, COVID-19. And COVID-19, of course, <laughs> is circled. And it, it really did, you know, it did. it's kind of funny, but it did force everybody's hand um and it's it forced an evolution um you know we did a, another survey uh, back in march you know a reader survey and um about 42% of of, of respondents to that survey which had about a, hundred, a couple hundred responses said they are slashing budgets but we we felt that that was rather than a sign of future belt tightening was really a reflection that again the personal promotion and the and the live meetings were changing shape into something virtual um and that um the industry was being called upon to flex their virtual muscles, which many of them had been strengthening, you know, long prior to COVID and kind of preparing them for this moment. And, you know, some of them were more further along the curve than others. Um, but I can guarantee you one thing, a lot of those uh, uh, companies that found themselves flat footed, you know, without a virtual strategy to convey uh, vital medical information will will not be caught flat footed again. And, and you'll see more companies with, with that kind of strategy going forward. Um this is a question
0: for I guess everybody but, but what sense of I don't want to say optimism but what what were some of the forecasts that you heard about the second half of 2020 and beyond um that was the question which I ended most of my interviews with and I got a wide range of responses I think everybody wants to be back you know to be able to just see their coworkers you know have a beer you know kind of just have actual in person contact because we're all going crazy at this point But I also got the impression that everybody was pretty optimistic, pretty bullish about the effect that this was going to have on the medical marketing business, simply because they think there's going to be a lot of pushback. The money that wasn't spent earlier in the year, you know, maybe will be spent later. Um, And again, this is just the agency segment. You know, we're not having the conversations with in-house pharma marketers for this. Uh, Steve, Mark, what do you take? What's your take on that?
3: Uh that's a really interesting question. I th- I think uh the sense that I gathered from from reading these uh 100 plus profiles in the issue is that um there there is a redirection of money um so that, you know, it's 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 a good time to be uh to have accounts where you're dealing in um non-personal promotion, right? Um, that's a, that's a really good one, um, to be, uh, to have an expert demonstrated expertise in helping to populate clinical trials, um, particularly for COVID is another good one. And there's also, uh, there's a sense that, that when COVID is under better control, um, than it, than it currently is right now nationwide, that there'll be sort of, a, a a flood of people going back to primary care physicians. And healthcare providers to, to have conditions looked at that haven't, uh, that have, that they've not been able to have maintained um, to the same extent that they would have if they hadn't been in lockdown. So there'll be a lot of need to communicate um, around that. So there's a sense that there's a tremendous amount of opportunity around healthcare marketing um, in, in the second half of the year, sh- should restrictions
1: ease the way they are using right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would, I would second that uh, based on my interviews as well, Steve, um, that, uh, you know, people are uh, kind of focused um, on helping their clients to prepare for second half uh, of 2020 as the economy reopens, as healthcare gets back to normal. Um, and, uh, you know, analysts are predicting that office visits will start returning to pre-COVID levels around the third quarter or so, um, but it's going to look a lot different. Um, than it did. um, Obviously, you know, in-office visits way down, like I saw one stat: 77% of in-office visits were down and the telemedicine had only filled in about 30% of that, you know, because people were really um, scared to go to the doctor and and being told, you know, not to uh, for safety reasons. Um, And that was especially felt by the chronic disease, you know, population. How many studies did all of us see in our inboxes getting pitched on studies showing um, how chronic disease patients were suffering. So, you know, phase one after, or, you know, we'll be reopening the economy. Phase two, from a healthcare perspective, I'm hearing is, you know, kind of mopping up, so to speak, all those patients, helping them to, um, you know, make up for the neglect, uh, for lack of a better word, um, in, in the adherence uh, and in the monitoring that took place in the early days of the pandemic. Um, and, uh, you know, phase three, you know, we'll be uh, helping, you know, physicians also, supporting them. Uh, in transitioning to, to this new future. So agencies are really, you know, have been called upon to help uh, in these areas. And so like Steve said, you know, there, there's more attention uh, around, uh, emphasis around uh, healthcare marketing uh, in, in the post-COVID environment.
0: Um, you know, I, I think I think both of you guys just kind of came on my answer for this next question. Um, the most surprising trend that came out of everything that we saw in compiling this issue um, For me, it was that degree of optimism. It was that sense that, all right, you know, people are going to start going back. You know, when my kids well visit comes in August, I am going to bring him in. You know, it, it's you know, there was a it wasn't a you know, there wasn't like a doomsday attitude, which given everything that was going on in early March, which is when we were conducting the large degree of the interviews for this, I mean, things looked really, really dark um, for every, for everybody else. What was the most surprising thing you take away from the big agency one hundred package?
3: Hmm. That's an interesting question. Besides the great art, um, I think <laughs> that that probably the, I, I share your sense uh, of of optimism. I mean, look, if you're the head of a of a marketing agency, you you are a professional optimist because you're selling optimism. You can't afford to to go into the market with gloom and doom. Uh, and yet every bit of optimism um, that, that I read in this that was uh, expressed by agency leaders was backed up with, you know, with, with, with trends that made sense. None of this seemed to be pie in the sky stuff. Um, and the other thing that really struck me in reading these was the sense of purpose that's behind the work that everyone is doing um you know purpose is is kind of a buzzword in the industry right um but there has never been a time when the work that people are doing especially if you're working on covid uh has more has ever been more meaningful than it is right now and with everything else that's going on in the world right now to to know that the work that you're doing and however difficult it is to do that work right with zoom calls and and, you know, having your kids photobomb you and the dogs start to bark and the doorbell <laughs> ring while you're trying to talk to a client. Um, there's never been a time when that work meant more or was more important. And that sense is really palpable uh, in the interviews and the issue.
1: Mark, what do you think? Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, thanks. Um, I think that, um, you know, the. I, I never thought that, um, you know, digital transformation would occur, you know, uh, to the extent it has. You know, So I'd I come back to that point, um, uh, you know, without this external stimulus happening. Um, and it, so it's been really interesting to see that play out, especially given the fact that, you know, uh, there, was, there was a, a um, definite kind of pullback, you know, uh, in the relationship between pharma companies and some uh, digital therapeutics players, for instance, you know, like Sandoz pulling away from Pair. Um and uh you know Proteus therapeutics you know the, the famous chip and a pill company experienced some financial mm-hmm. difficulties um and 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 uh things like that and now people are saying you know uh you know I did an interview with a digital therapeutics um expert uh, uh earlier this year, and uh he was saying that the the very definition of of what was valuable or you know quote unquote something of value in healthcare, which we know has a as a term of art in healthcare completely changed you know over the past couple of months you know worries a, a something that allowed a remote a, a child to say have a remote visit with a, with a with a therapist you know for ADHD which was a nice to have prior to covid now all of a sudden is a must have you know in this covid environment where people can't get to the doctors for necessary medical checkups and so you know there's going to be a renaissance um you know obviously we saw the FDA issue a number of emergency use authorizations use authorization for everything from point-of-care tests to also, you know, digital therapeutics uh, that, that can be used and fill a necessary void and a gap here in the healthcare system. So that was really cool to see. And I would expect, you know, one of my one of my pet projects, you'll laugh, is, is the whole Beyond the Pill movement. You know, I, I've been, you know, accused of being maybe a little bit too um, much of a proponent of that, but I think we're going to see, you know, uh, call me a serial optimist as well, but I think we're going to see more uh, of a resurgence in the Beyond the Pill movement where, You know, agencies, pharma, digital companies take advantage of this moment to create a more comprehensive solution for patients going forward, and that's pretty exciting and 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 not a bit surprising. Sean, in looking out, you know, both Steve and Mark mentions a little
0: bit about the sense of purpose that we've seen running through the stories themselves in some of the artwork that was submitted as kind of each agency had the opportunity to submit at least one piece. Um, some agencies were allowed to submit two or three. Um, what's what's your take on what you saw from um, from the art perspective? Um how is the work? Is the creative living up to the thinking behind it? Is the creative exceeding the thinking behind it?
2: Absolutely. I mean, just some of the pieces I saw, and I'm not going to name anyone, you know, in particular, but um, there's a lot, of especially given these times, I think um, a lot of the anxiety going around, I think um, just in in general, I think, um, you know, it really shows, I mean, a lot of these companies are putting their purpose um, into their work. um, And it certainly shows with the creativity that they're coming up with. Absolutely.
0: You know it's funny the the idea of like you know picking favorites or anything else um I think in years past we've kind of gone over and said like well, which agencies are perceived one way, which agencies are perceived another way, I think this year because of the way we set up the issue and particularly the focus on what distinguishes you um it's gonna be very evident from everybody reading it, so I don't think we need to go there this time around. um, I'll just say that there is a oh, Mark's children are coming in the background <laughs> um, I'll, I'll just say that uh the the, you know, there there is a, a big difference um, in the, you know, agency 100 product this year versus the one last year based on us asking agencies to distinguish themselves. So I think we should probably thank the agencies themselves for, you know, taking that mission to heart and saying, like, all right, you know, we're game. We want this out there as much as you guys do. So, uh, you know, a good, uh, good little thank you goes out to them. Um, final thoughts from everybody. Um, my final thoughts is, you know, putting this together is, you know, it's, it's a lot of work, but it's also a labor of love and you know, seeing the way everybody came together, not just internally, but also the agency community was, uh, pretty amazing given everything else that was going on. So uh, we can't wait for this thing to get out into the world and uh, for everybody else to see the labor of our, uh, love for the last couple of months. I'd also
3: I'd be remiss if we didn't mention that, uh, there's a really healthy digital presence uh for this issue. Yes. The, and year in years past the uh we had posted um kind of flat PDFs that showed all the information. Um starting on um June 8th, the data will be live online and uh and is sortable. Um so it's a much more I, I think a, a a valuable uh the 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 value of the tool is extended into the future with this and I hope everyone checks it out online. Yeah, definitely.
1: Mark, yeah, of
3: thoughts,
1: thoughts. Yeah, um, I'll just add that uh, you know, Larry, to second your Thank you to the agency community. You know, I remember a few years ago when we first introduced you know the revenue chart, and you know we asked all the agencies to supply revenue, and and in some cases we had in some cases we had to help them with an estimate um, and and use our own research tools you know to, to come at that estimate. Um, and, uh, you know, they, they came around to that and, and as each iteration of this makes the final product better, you know, they've, they've gone along for the ride with us. And I, and I think everybody recognizes out there that it's, a, it's become a real, real great resource for the industry. Uh, and so, and, and this year's no exception, you know, as Steve mentioned, you know, the, the, just the question of, you know, please differentiate yourself, you know, in years past, you know, we, we, we tried to, you know, come at that question in, in other ways and, and it's just nice to see you know that we kind of came with the, the deliberateness with which we came at it and then asking agencies to define yourself in 25 words or less to have them actually go along with that and then to supply in most cases their album covers to show off their creativity uh, and creative thinking was was great so thanks shout out to to everybody out there for um playing along with our you know our craziness uh and um and yeah <laughs>
2: hmm Yeah, I think what's funny is um, you know, after it's gotta be six months of um, you know, effort that goes into each issue. And um as soon as it's over, you're kinda thinking about, okay, what am I gonna do next year, you know? Um <laughs> so uh it just it starts automatically. So I'm sure we'll be having a meeting in the next couple of weeks of like the theme for next year. <laughs> um but it's kinda it's funny once kinda goes behind you and you kinda forget about all, all about that. And, um it's really yeah, like what are we doing next year and how's it gonna be better. And um I think it's gonna sure. be exciting, yeah, yeah Absolutely. Hundred bottles of beer on no, the. No, ba- good problem to
0: have. Ba- ba- based <laughs> off this, I I think we should uh, I think we should live stream our agency 100 2021 meeting, which, as Mark suggested, should be next Monday at 10 in the morning. So, uh, come on back for the uh, broadcast of that very soon. And uh, hey, be thank there, you for clear. listening to our uh, thank you for listening to our agency 100 recap. Sean, Mark, Steve, thank you guys for everything. You know, uh, this was. A lot of fun to put together, but you know most of the fun came from doing it with folks like you guys and our production staff, our digital people, and everyone else. So thank you, and um, we'd love to hear from you when it comes live in the world on Monday. For the M MM&M m Podcast, this is Larry Gilbrow. Many thanks again, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.
1: everybody. Right. Bye. Bye.